stars are sliding into place. The words are beginning to make sentences. The light is gathering close. The angels are rehearsing glory. The wise ones are traveling beyond. The shepherds are watching their flocks and all heaven is in chaos for incarnation has not been done before. So let us make space among us for the light that is the word to be born, to breathe, to be brought to birth among us, within us, between us. Hello, I'm Roddy Hamilton, the minister of New Kilpatrick Parish, and thank you for making a little space for us as we teeter on the edge of incarnation. It is a big story to tell, full of signs and symbols that keep pointing us to the hope, to the light, to the promise. Dare we not lose it in our contentment with nativity plays, but recognise the, the vulnerability, the, the daringness, the absolute frailty of this story. For if we don't keep it alive, the hope, the trusting in the light, then the life of this story disappears and it becomes simply a legend of, of bygone days. The hope it brings and gives us is what keeps it alive. Let us worship. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has looked with favour on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones, lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Holy God, the word has become too many words, splintered, angry, black and white. The word has spoken prejudice, fear, rage. The word has divided, tarnished, defamed. The word has become flesh and we have forgotten the sound of it. The song it sings, the poem it lilts, the compassion it describes. And we need to hear it again, to remind us of what it is, that it was the first word spoken in us of love, of truth, of grace. And it is still there, right there in our centre, the, the primal moment of each of our lives. Your word, first word, your intent, original intent, your dream, your best dream. Holy God, may the word speak in us again anew, 
redeem us, renew us, rekindle in us your Advent hope. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. One of the headaches of Christmas, and (laughs) there are many, is at what point are you meant to sing Christmas carols? From the beginning of December? Or from Christmas Day onwards? Or some point in between? And, And what carols do you sing? I mean, Advent is Advent, not Christmas. So to sing Silent Nights with the line, Christ the Redeemer is here, gets the story out of order. It doesn't work until Christmas Eve or beyond. Yet there aren't enough Advent hymns that you can fill a whole season with. And I know this is completely a first world religious problem. Heavens, look at the states of the world. It doesn't really matter. It just grates a bit singing glory to the newborn king when the baby hasn't even reached Bethlehem which isn't exactly sleepy and dreamless, especially this year. So perhaps we sing them to allow ourselves some distraction. But in doing so, we miss the point entirely then. Maybe we sing appropriate Advent and Christmas songs and get the message, but upset everyone who doesn't get their favourite carol. The secret is that we sing everything And we sing everything only if you come to everything. So never miss a service or you might miss your favourite carol. Have you noticed, though, how much singing takes place in Luke's version of the story? He uses song to shape the whole story. And it is in song where a lot of the theology happens, drawing from the old words of the ancient prophets and reimagining them in the mouths of his characters. Mary sings when she meets Elizabeth. Zechariah sings when John is born. The angels sing of peace on earth. And Simeon sings his song of farewell once he has seen Jesus in the temple. And then there is what they sing. Their songs get to the very heart of this season. The characters themselves and the drama are almost just the framework for these songs to be sung. The words of which are where the meaning of incarnation is proclaimed. Mary herself becomes a revolutionary. Her song, this fair maid of 14, 15 years old, wouldn't be out of place at the side of Che Guevara. The world is knocked upside down in her song as the stuff of imperialism is torn down. 
Remember, this is Luke writing just after the fall of the temple, 40 years after Jesus. These words feel all the more alive and pointed. The slaves of the US knew the power of these songs when they sang their spirituals. Their words were songs of praise, but also protest songs. And their masters hardly knew, but God did. The white man had his religion of oppression and control and apartheid. But the slaves sang their liberation songs because they knew they weren't excluded from the Bible promises. The big one being the Magnificat that proclaimed this is what incarnation means. Civil rights leaders too, where so many in society didn't give folk a chance to find their way. Their songs were protests that God heard and God sang too in incarnation. But it didn't stop there. Leipzig. In 1989, the Velvet Revolution, before the Berlin Wall fell, every Monday Leipzig's citizens gathered in church to sing and protest, from a few hundred to begin with to 300,000 latterly. That's over half the population of the city. Advent is a protest itself against the darkness, against oppression, against the folk who dull the promise with a make-believe Christmas. Mary corrects that and sings a song of protest, of revolution, of incarnation. If you want to know what Jesus' birth is about, join her in the chorus. Because Mary's song is perhaps the only song you need in Advent to prepare us for the birth. It captures what so much of the way we celebrate isn't able to. It's almost a lone voice along with Zechariah and Simeon, that sings through our own Christmas hits, but hits us full square in the town square and proclaims a revolution called Incarnation. Thank you for accompanying us today in our video worship. Um, we have more videos to come over uh, Christmas. There will be a video for the, the, the 24th. It will also be available for the 25th as well. And that's next week. And then Hogmanay as well. So we're continuing to, to do our videos over Christmas. But there's also lots of activities happening in the church as well with the <coughs> Light Festival next Sunday. 24th yeah, um, at 6.30 for the workshop and 7 o'clock for the festival itself in the church and then watch night at 11.30 in the church. We're sharing that service with All Saints Christmas Day. We're in Bearsden Church building sharing our service with Bearsden Cross and um, then on Hogmanay we're sharing our service with Bearsden Cross but having it here in New Colpatrick. So please do join us online or face-to-face um, or on the podcast um, or at any of these times and celebrate this season together. So let's gather all our thoughts and our prayers for the world because there are many and invite ourselves to join together in prayer. Let's pray for others.
holy God, among us, one of us. May we find you in the stories where people need to cross borders, live as refugees, oppressed by a greater power, find themselves foreigners in their own land, without a welcome, and nowhere to stay, for there is no room for them, and their lives, and their needs, and safety. Such is the power of this story. It speaks into the story of the least of our world, the stories in our headlines today, the stories we are hardly able to listen to, such is their pain. Holy God, among us, one of us, you are our hope, our light, our shelter, our longing for peace. Be born among us, one of us, that we might realise the value of each other's lives. For each other's lives is the very life in which you are born and take on flesh. So be it. Amen. What do we really know of incarnation, of fleshy gods and Cuthiwains and stars that ride the heavens? Enough to see past the warm tinsel furnishings that accessorise love's message, of cold hard choices for the sake of a child, of decisions not your own, to set out for borders you have never crossed before and without the receiving of a welcome, a shelter, or knowledge of your arrival. Of parenthood being new, and its unconsidered responsibilities that suddenly arrive unexplained, without support of family and wisdom of others. So, how does God feel when this is where you end up? and heaven's weary pavements are replaced with scattered manger straw. God has made a choice, and we must make it too, and know a deeper incarnation beyond the, the whims of history, and feel for a God who breaks heaven to be here, and still knows no home, no welcome, no comfort. And we ask, what do we need to know? Nothing. Just believe this is more than legend. It is heaven turned inside out so the world can be turned upside down. And God is found on the other side of the story, in flesh and fear and foreshadowing. For incarnation is a dangerous thing, and in this dangerous thing, God is found. Go in peace, in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the common life of the Holy Spirit. Be with us all, evermore.